On episode eight of Off the Floor, I meet with Ben Peters. For anyone that's ever felt like you didn't have enough time to get things done, this guy is a law student, he's a consultant, and an absolute expert at Quora. What happens when you combine business, pop culture, and at least five analogies to ballroom dancing? You get Off the Floor, a podcast to help you get to that next step in your career or your tango. Here's our host, Chris Lynham. I'm talking to Ben Peters. This is a longtime connection on, I guess it's kind of like a seldomly used <laughs> social media platform. And so Quora is the name of it. And I, I feel like I'm a huge evangelist for, for Quora. Uh, sure. And it just seems like such a great hangout. Do you feel the same way? Absolutely. I think from... Uh... You know, the first the first window I had into Quora, I was like a junior in in college. And one of my friends told me to check out Quora because I was trying to get market research for this project I was doing for a marketing class. And so I just started, you know, from there, eventually I was just following all these people. And then I took a couple of years where I wasn't really following it. And then I started writing. And since I started writing, I start connecting with people. And of course, that's how I met you. And uh, it, it's really fun because I feel like it's it's really the only place on the internet where you can like get to know someone really well and be like their virtual friend without having met them in person. Yeah, absolutely. I think in some cases you're really opening up and getting to like a really personal sharing personal oh, cool. stories. And did you have like a turning point on the platform where you mm -hmm. felt like, was there a question that you answered or where did you really feel like it started to feel kind of like your favorite social media hangout? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, it was when, when I started uh, tapping into my sense of humor and realizing that people would give me upvotes if I wrote something that was funny. And I've always been, I've always been a little bit of a smart ass. So <laughs> I wrote some smart ass answers and a couple of them got over a thousand upvotes. And I started thinking to myself, you know, maybe I should take myself less seriously in everyday life. And so um, not only has it helped me on Quora, uh, but also in regular life, I feel like I've become a better person because I don't take myself so seriously. Wow, that is so cool. I mean, we in our industry, we always talk about, you know, that we're trying to create the byproduct. We're using dancing as the catalyst to create something better that's non-dancing. And, and it sounds right. like Core has sort of done that for you, too, huh? Yeah, totally. That's a perfect analogy. Oh, that's awesome. So you're currently in law school, right? So talk about that. How's that going? Sure. Law school is good. If I didn't, uh, if I didn't feel good about the results on my first semester exams, I might be doing something different. But so far, so good. I started applying um, a little over a year ago to law schools. It was sort of my childhood dream. I was the kindergartner who told everybody that they wanted to be a lawyer when they grew up and had like the big kid briefcase in their hand. So um, it's it's been nice to sort of reach into and try to tap into that uh, sort of childhood dream that I had. Oh, that is so cool. That's actually what my, my mom would say. You're either going to be a lawyer, a preacher, or a salesperson. And, and I feel like... <laughs> a lot of times I feel like all three. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um so now if you had to pick your favorite lawyer movie, what movie um, would it be? Ooh, I, I, I have to go to Kill a Mockingbird. I, you're very good at you're very good at asking questions. You're very <laughs> <laughs> definitely to, to Kill a Mockingbird, just the, the theme of justice and morality and and uh, fairness is just so strong throughout. I, I love the book too, but the movie, you can really, I feel like the actors do a great job. And, um, you know, you just, after you watch that movie, you can't, 
come away from that, like not wanting to make the world a better place. Atticus Finch is kind of like, Atticus Finch. Uh, he was like everybody's, everybody's father figure after you read that book. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for me, the, the, the lawyer movie is, it's really just the first, probably the first 18 minutes of the movie, the firm with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Only because I could totally, that's, I have to share that with all of our new hires and everything about like, oh, really? oh, when, that far. when you're, yeah, when you're just, um, you know, when you're starting something out that you're going to go through these like lean years. And I just love that, that scene where they're scraping it all together before he really yeah. kind of cashes in on what he's been doing. But I, I think To Kill a Mockingbird, that's probably the number one answer on the board there. Um, did you have like a classmate? Was it a professor? Anybody that was kind of like a mentor to you that you felt like mm -hmm. you could always just pour out and um, get recalibrated? Yeah, totally. Totally. I love that question. So my freshman year, first semester, I was on the basketball court and these guys were talking about this really big sort of intimidating professor. And they're like, is this is Professor Snow coming today? He's, he's the giant. He was like the local basketball giant. And so I was like, who's this Professor Snow guy? And then I hear this really deep voice coming from behind me. It's like, I am. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> who's this guy? Who is this Professor Snow? And so he's like, tell me, what do you what do you study? And it turns out, of course, that he's a freshman professor of a class that I'm going to be taking the next semester. Only I have another professor on my schedule. So what I do is I, you know, I sort of get to liking this guy. I know he's going to he's going to make me grind. So I figure he's going to be a good mentor for me. So I'm able to switch into his class mostly because, you know, he's got a reputation and <laughs> other people don't want to take his class because they know he's going to be tough. So I got into his class. And uh, so we, we still communicate communicate we after my freshman year we we try to get together a couple times a semester and now we still communicate and when I was starting my consulting business he played a big role in helping me strategize because he's also he also had experience as a consultant for McKinsey back in the 90s so pretty pretty sharp guy and uh, definitely had a great uh, relationship with him for over five years now oh wow that's great so how big was this guy Oh, well, he's, I want to say six, seven. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tall. I'm like six, five. He was, he was a bit taller than me, six, seven, and then built. So probably like 250, 260 pounds. Wow. Just a big big dude, Professor Snow. <laughs> That's so yeah. awesome. So let's talk about the consulting thing. So where was the point where you said, you know what, like, I'm going to take what I've learned, and I'm going to start to put it out there and, and become a resource for other people? Yeah. So back in late 2016, I was, I was at a sort of a personal low. I had just gotten off of a bad breakup. I had moved back from California to Minnesota a couple months prior. I was just generally feeling depressed. The weather was miserable and I was used to good California weather. So I was back in Minnesota and I was looking for something to pull me out. And Quora was really a great outlet for me. I would go on and write probably four, four to six hours a day for, um, for like a couple months, I actually did that. And it was so therapeutic for me. And I had no qualms about doing a ton of research 
research on college admissions and career planning, trying to help uh, my younger brother plus some close personal friends. And uh, the more I got on the core, I would start helping people there on a volunteer basis. And it got to the point where I got so busy with uh, my other job, which is working in my dad's law firm and doing the um, the whole Quora thing and Skyping with people in different countries that I just said, from now on, I'm just going to start charging people and uh, see what that turns into. And so I guess that turning point really was, it was probably three months after I started writing a lot on Quora. I had sort of built a little bit of a following, a bit of a reputation, was getting a lot of direct messages. And uh, it, was, uh, it was definitely one of the best decisions I made in uh, 2017. Wow. So are you using Quora as your primary marketing tool for your consulting business? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. Pretty much ex- exclusively through Quora. It's been great. <laughs> that is so awesome. What a great example of, uh, of just how to really utilize the platform. So who's your typical client then? Yeah, so my typical client is very good at STEM subjects. So sure. high school students, really good at STEM. So like science, tech, engineering, math, they're really good with that. Their SAT score, like with the math section, they're pretty much perfect. But with the English, they tend to uh, need a little bit of help with that. And so they're not the most confident or proficient in writing essays. So where I come in is I come in and I say, look, you're incredibly bright. We know that because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't be able to just wake up and get a perfect score on the math section of the SAT your first time trying. So let's try to brainstorm and find some creative ways to help you with English, become a better writer, Think about how you can improve your overall profile for college admissions in terms of leadership skills, extracurricular activities, take any blind spots they have and help them um, create a strategy to overcome any weaknesses they have. Oh, man, that's so cool. So then from there, do you like custom tailor a curriculum or do you kind of have some preset stuff that you use or how do you usually go from there? No, it's all, well, it's all very tailored. It's, uh, I do a lot of uh, weekly Skype sessions. So all my clients, for the most part, I'll Skype uh, either once, once a week or once a month, depending on how much help they're looking for. And a lot of the time is spent um, strategizing their writing and then drafting essays together. And then the rest of the time, we're thinking about what, what are they going to do in their summers if they're, not, uh, if they're not in their senior year yet. We're thinking about um, you know, what they can do to do better in the classroom if they're struggling. Just anything to basically boost their performance in areas where they're looking for that extra boost. Wow. And so now I think there's a lot of people that are out there that just feel like they don't have time for anything. You know, and I think it's just... Oh, yeah, totally. It's so funny. And, and I always tell them, like, you, do you really want to get better at time management? Like, have babies like have have (laughs) yeah and then you'll be instantly better you know so how do you how do you kind of weave in the time for this on top of you know going to law school of all things yeah i think it's because it's such a um it's such a personal passion for me that it's it's just like a hobby you know like other people watch netflix other people you know spend a ton of time cooking and this is just my thing that I do when I'm not putting 40 hours a week into law school. Yeah, that's great. So then give me the timeline now. So so you got the consulting thing going and then where did the podcast come? Is that prior to or did that come afterwards? So the podcast, so with the college admissions and career planning, I got started writing on Quora thinking that I want to actually, I wanted to write books about career planning. 
sure. and, and choosing a career with sort of a, a balance of a practical and passionate mindset. So I basically called all my professors from Cornell and all my friends that I thought had good business sense and asked them, you know, I've got this idea to write book. What do you think I should do? And pretty much everyone said to me, blogging is great and try a podcast too, because it's a great marketing tool that has very low barriers to entry. So I got started with a podcast. Um, my first episodes were released in April, 2017. I've been trying to release one a week ever since. Oh, that's awesome. So then outside of writing on Quora, like what are you doing for fun? What are you doing in your, your free time? And like, how do you re-up the fuel tank? Yeah. So exercise is big for me. I've got a lot of energy. I'm also um, fairly close with my family. My two brothers both live in Minnesota. I'm the middle brother. So we'll get together, just hang out. And then I'm, I'm really good friends with my law school classmates. So um, I try to I try to figure out who I can hang out with without actually talking about law school, because I feel like that's, you know, sort of the blessing and the curse of having friends in law school is ultimately most of them, you know, you end up talking about <laughs> law school at the end of the day. So I try to find people where it's like we have common interests outside of law school, whether it's like ping pong or business and finance or psychology or anything like that. And then just, just hang out. So I'd say, even though I'm really busy, like I still have uh, a decent amount of free time. And then I try to get a little bit of sleep too. And I know you're sort of the same way there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always say that sleep is a hobby I had when I was in my late teens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, now what's the thing that you wish more people knew about law school, for example, like what's the thing that you feel like is kind of the misconception or the perception that's out there that you want to make a bold statement about? Yeah, sure. I think I think the first most common misconception is that law students don't have a very good business sense. And then the flip side of the coin is uh, law students are greedy and, you know, becoming lawyers because they want to get rich. I'd say it's more common based on my interactions with classmates and my friends is I think people in law school are just intellectually curious. They want to make a positive difference in the world. Yeah, they're ambitious, but hey, there's, you know, being ambitious is good. And I think they're, you know, people who are very, uh, very passionate. And sometimes they get, you know, they get labeled as, as, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's sort of derogatory. But I think it's law students are generally a very high quality of people. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I need to ask you some rapid fire questions now. Now it's time for rapid fire right, questions. Here we go. So first thing that comes to your mind, and it could be just, these are going to be intentionally random and all over the place. Okay. All right. One song that you have had on repeat in your car at some <laughs> point that you could like, you could, you could put it on right now and, and you know that like you've listened to this like on repeat. I was actually thinking about writing an answer about this this morning. It's um, Sammy Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. They actually a San Francisco band. Yeah. Oh, cool. Love that song. Love that song. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. The last movie or even like the first movie uh, that has ever made you like emotional. Maybe it's took you by surprise. Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? I think I'm so, like, I sort of grew up introverted, but also very business oriented. So I think Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield's character in Caddyshack is like my alter ego. That is so good. Oh my gosh. I, I think it's like every 12 year old kid's 
fantasy is to do that baby Ruth scene from the swimming pool. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> okay. How about what is an example of maybe a missed opportunity or maybe a moment where you are either on the dance floor that you want to redo? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> or, or one where you didn't get on the dance floor and you wish you could like <laughs> fix it. Do you mind if I take it back to middle school? No, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, middle school dance, there was this girl that I had a crush on and um, she she asked me to dance. I actually said no. She ended up dancing with one of my friends and then of course they were dating like a couple days later. So I totally blew that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's, that is a good Classic one. middle school moment. I know, gosh, some of those things. That's one of the reasons why it's probably good for most dudes in their, you know, in their adult life that there is no such thing as time travel because I think we yeah. go back to all those moments. Oh, yeah. Okay, what is one one thing? It could be like a book, it could be anything, but something where you have jokingly threatened someone's life if they didn't try it out. Oh man, I'll kill you if you don't. Uh hmm. I don't know, man. That was a really tough question. That was the one I do if threaten to kill someone if they don't. It it might be, um, I guess, jokingly try to get people to read Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. (laughs) Nice. No one ends up doing it because it's so long. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Our audience is kind of like, it's kind of like what you're doing with your law school friends is that you could easily talk just about law school. And for me, I could easily just talk about dancing, but I try to talk about the the stuff and the feelings like around it. Um, If you had to kind of distill something from your journey that would probably be relevant to our audience, um, what do you think that would be? I would say keep your options open. That's something that everyone can relate to. And I, I don't mean that necessarily in a relationship. Sense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, strictly from a career sense, I, I don't want to get into any relationship advice because what I feel like when I was in college, I was fairly closed minded and I wouldn't get considered for like internships or, uh, you know, job opportunities just because I didn't put myself out there, you know, and the beauty of putting yourself out there and being open to new opportunities is you're going to get a lot of feedback and Based on that feedback, you're going to you're going to quickly sort of pick up on what you like and almost as importantly, what you don't like. And that's going to give you a much better sense of what you're actually passionate about, what you enjoy and what sort of value you can bring to the table so that you can put your career development on fast forward. And that's something that, you know, the, the more I, the more open I make myself to opportunities, it seems like the more success tends to follow. Absolutely. Well, and even for us, like what we run into a lot is we'll have students that will come in and they are convinced, like I think everyone has this innate fear of being the jack of all trades and master of none kind of thing. And oh, totally. So that generalist myth that I can't be good at anything but this one thing and and this will be erased from my brain if I do anything else. And right. uh, and so we run into that a lot because we have students that will come in and they'll they'll be dead set on learning like a specific yeah. dance yeah. and, and yeah. our curriculum is built so that way you could learn a variety. And uh, so I love that. I think that's so applicable yeah. uh, to, to what we run into all the time. Okay. So what would be your <laughs> last question? What's your elevator pitch for Quora? So my elevator pitch for Quora is you should definitely get on Quora first as a reader, specifically uh, specifically because you can read answers like when Chris Lynham talks about how he wishes he had like a 
coffee IV in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Wish he wishes he had something. Yeah, I mean, you you read stuff like that, and it makes you laugh. You're gonna laugh a lot on Quora. You're just generally gonna feel happier. And then once you feel like you have a sense for the community, you're gonna want to step in and start co- contributing yourself. And that might not be right away, but eventually you're gonna contribute. And then once you do, you feel like you're a member of the community. And that's an awesome feeling because then you start making friends and you start going on people's podcasts in different parts of the country. And it's it's a lot of fun. So do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I I could not agree more. And I thank you for reminding me about the coffee IV. I love that answer. I love that answer. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate it, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's a wrap. Sometimes it's after a setback that we have our greatest ideas. I think Ben's story is a great example of what you could accomplish when you have the right mentality. And I think that his response to putting himself out there, getting feedback, and trying a little bit of everything is such a smart way to approach so many things on or off the dance floor. Thank you so much for tuning in to Off the Floor. And be sure to follow my buddy Ben on Quora. 